We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast live stream. Thanks to the Colts for finally getting this up. The Jeff Saturday Colts at Raiders post-game presser, which we're about to just go ahead and dive into here in a few minutes. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're your hosts, Derek and Cody, with you as always. Cody, man, I mean, we're, I'm still I'm still in shock and all over the Colts winning this game. How are you feeling after this one? Uh, definitely more, I don't know, just I guess a little bit more excited, I guess, for the future. And definitely uh, say Jeff Saturday after watching kind of his speech in the locker room, uh, you can definitely tell already, man, he's starting to win over this locker room, right? Obviously winning cures all, but... Yeah, I mean, to come out and do what you did, acknowledging how bad of a week it was, you know, how tough of a week it was for a lot of people, um, I'm sure players included. Um, you know, I think that resonated with the guys in the locker room, and they definitely responded. So, you know, I kind of look at it like this, man. If, if Jeff Saturday can come in here and do this right away I, and basically have the offensive line perform the way it did and the offense perform the way it did, I mean, awesome, man. I love it. Yeah, 100%, man. So, yeah, guys, we're going to go ahead and just quickly react to this post-game presser from Jeff Saturday. want to hear his thoughts after this game uh, and see what he has to say. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Man, just just an incredible win. I, I told the guys just at all three phases uh, was just, just an incredible team effort. These guys have been through it. I told the staff, um, the coaches, the players – just the fortitude that they that they presented and and uh, the way they played today, they, they laid it all out there today. And I just could not be more appreciative of those guys and the way they played. Um, you know, you think about the last two plays. I mean, Bobby make a breakup, Gilly makes one. Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a storybook ending any better for the first for the first game. So a uh, heck of a win. Obviously, it's one win. We want to stack a lot of wins, but you can't start a stack until you get the first one. So. Uh, really proud of the guys and, and excited about the way they played. 
Um, so we'll go from there. Oh. Yeah, no, so, uh, it, it'll be the same as last week. You know, once we met and we assigned roles, there won't be any changes. You're still, we're still down, you know, two coaches from an offensive standpoint. So uh, we'll all get in there together and, and, and grind the best we can. I thought they did an incredible job uh, putting the plan together. I thought Parks did an excellent job organizing, making sure his thoughts, ideas, and then everybody contributed where they felt like we could take advantage, where they felt like uh, we could make plays and explosive plays in particular. And uh, it just happened to turn out that way, right? I mean, we had guys who really stepped up and made plays. Uh, Matt, with his, with his, I think it was his career longest run. Yeah, lightning, right? We're, we're going to start the uh, zone read with Matt from now on, right? from, that, from that kind of thing. But uh, I, obviously, man, I, I, let me say, let, just everybody um, from offense, defense, and, and Bubba, obviously, on, on, on special teams, these guys, they rallied. And, and, and um, it's just, it's a special moment for all of those guys. And I tip my hat to all of them. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's an honor to be a part of it. Jeff. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about it uh, right before the, you know, the game this week, Cody, talking about how, you know, there's a lot of potential coaches and, um, and you know, players in the league that were kind of upset at the fact that, you know, Saturday got this position and, you know, even heard rumbles of players and coaches in the locker room in the building that were uh, not happy with this decision. Uh, but, you know, you just have Jeff Saturday coming on here saying, you know, that when he got introduced, everyone in the building, even when we were down a few coaches, you know, you still needed to get an OC. You still need to do this and this. But everyone rallied together and, um, you know, was able to get people to be on board and TG uh, TJD gaming. Yes, we did react to that. It's on our channel. So go ahead and check that out when you want to. But. I mean, it, it feels really good, Cody, that, you know, Jeff is confirming that despite the rumors that, you know, people were not happy with it, that they all bought in and that they actually were able to get the job done. I'll tell you what, man, nobody's opinion matters except for the guys in that locker room. You can have mm -hmm. the Bill Cowers, the Joe Thomases coming out, trashing the move, whatever, man. But like at the end of the day, it only matters what your guys say in that locker room. You know, you're the internal, right? Don't look external, look internal to what you guys believe, right? And I think that's what the team did. Ultimately, they're just like, you know what? Like, we we, we can't afford at this point to just, you know, listen to all the noise because there's always going to be that, right? There's always going to be the noise of people questioning this thing or that thing. And, you know, I don't know if this move's going to work. Like, I don't know if Jeff Saturday is a long-term. I love, loved what I saw, obviously, today from the team and their response to him. But I'll just say this, man, like this team played its heart out today. Like mm -hmm. it did. And that's the first time they've done that all year, you know? And, you know, just that impact alone, man, uh, is huge. You know, getting players to start to get back to their potential that we knew they had. Like, you know, the guys like the Quentin Nelsons, the Ryan Kellys, the Braden Smiths, the, uh, you know, whoever, Jonathan Taylor, like you could just, the list goes on and on of guys that I thought really stepped up today in big ways. And so obviously it's still very early into Saturday's tenure here as the head coach, but you know, win or lose, I just, I just know now from what I saw and from everything that I've heard that this team's going to 
really play hard for Saturday, no matter win or loss. So I think that's the great thing is like, there's no expectations. Obviously the expectation is to win every week, but like with this team, man, it's just like, Hey, like, let's just, let's, let's, let's be true to ourselves. You know what I mean? And and let's play the brand of football. We know that we're built for, and we know why we're here. Um, let's get back to our identity. And I felt like the Colts so much, their identity and what they wanted to be versus what they were this year were two completely different things. And so Saturday talking about, you know, the physicality after the, you know, in this locker room speech, talking about things like that, those are the things that the Colts typically hang their hats on, man. And so I love to see them starting to get back to their roots here uh, of what, what this team was built on, on the offensive defensive lines. And, you know, I really thought that they stepped up in some big ways, specifically the offensive line today. So, yeah, all that to say, man, I'm really uh, encouraged with the most that Saturday got out of these guys already and how motivated this locker room seems to be already, man. Yep, absolutely. Let's keep going. Um, first off, congratulations on 1-0. Thank you. Um, it had to be a heck of a week. What when you, when you took the job Monday night, you said Sam's the starter. Obviously, that changed. What went into that process, and why did you go back to Matt? Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I saw Matt throw – and that was the first time I had seen him throw. He's coming off an injury, and he put a good practice together uh, on Thursday. And so um, Friday, I, I told him, I was like, you know, go back to back. And again, now this is my first experience really ever seeing him throw, and he looked really good. And um, I wanted to talk to the staff on Friday afternoon, but I had a pretty – I was I knew what I was going to do. And uh, But those, you know – and I knew everybody was, was, was with it. And uh, – I felt like Matt gave us the best chance to win. And and I had the conversation with Sam, who was a true pro. And I have so much respect for that, you know, that young man and, and the way that he's conducted himself and the type of teammate he is and Nick. I mean, that, that room is tight and they take care of each other and they guard each other. And, um, you know, as soon as I talked to Sam, he was – he was right in the role that Matt had been for him, helping and discussion. And um, actually, when offensive plays are being run, a lot of times I keep those guys back there with me, going through progressions with them. So, uh, but I felt like Matt, and and I wanted to make sure he was in the in the right space to do it. He wanted all of it. Let's go, let it rip. Yeah, that was the big question mark there, Cody. Like everyone was like, Matt Ryan um, was you know going to be the uh, the quarterback to start this game and. You know, Jeff Saturday, you know, when he was at the presser said that, you know, Sam Ellinger is going to be the quarterback for at least to start. And then I assumed that was probably true because, you know, but they didn't know if Matt Ryan was going to be ready for this week or not. And then obviously Jeff Saturday, you know, regardless of whether or not people want to tank or not, you know, Jeff Saturday was brought in here for a job to win. You know, that's his job. He's here to coach and he's here to win. And he obviously felt that Matt Ryan was um, the best chance for them to win. And clearly that was the answer today. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people said that the uh, the benching of Matt Ryan was a Sam, was a Jim Irsay move. But like Jim Irsay had no say like he he trusts Jeff to make that decision. So, you know, is it so much a Jim Irsay move, I guess, as so many people would have you believe, right? Or was it more of a Frank Reich move? Because Jim Irsay had no problem in Matt Ryan being the starter today. Like, he didn't have any pushback, you know? So it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's kind of strange. Did he just not trust Frank Reich's judgment that much? So if maybe Frank did want him, and he's like, no, we're starting Sam. Was he just emotionally reacting? I don't know. Or, or did he really not have that much say 
you know, in the benching of Matt Ryan. I don't know. What are your right. thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's it's something that I'm gonna have to try to break down a little bit more because yeah, that whole that whole thing is weird because you know you and I immediately when we first saw that happen, right? We what did we say? Right, that we thought it was a Jim Ursay decision, right? Right. And you know, then Ursay and Ballard said that no, no, it was really a Reich decision. Reich decided on this on his own, and we we accepted what he was uh, giving us, and we were going to move on from it. And then, sure enough, you know, Frank Reich is fired, and then as soon as Matt Ryan is ready to be healthy again, you know, Matt Ryan's back in the in the mold, right? So I, I question. I mean. Clearly, if it was all on Ursay's doing, uh, he wouldn't have allowed Jeff Saturday to make that move unless it was, you know, it was, that means either two things. It really was Frank's idea to say Sam's going to be the the quarterback for the remainder of the season, doesn't matter, or it was, uh, it was an excuse for Ursay to find a way to get rid of Reich uh, one way or the other. But just a weird situation. It I, is a weird situation. It was a weird two weeks there. It's just like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Yeah, very true. Let's keep listening here. Did you think that the Colts should have gone to uh, Sam in the first place? Did I think? Well, I mean, bro, I haven't watched nearly enough specific Colts to give you <laughs> anything on that. Jeff, from a personal standpoint. That was a trap question, and good job there, Jeff, to not answer was, that uh, question. I don't know why you even throw that question out there. That, that yeah, like, like, do you think they should have went for him in the first place? Like, it's not my well, dis- place to say. What like, do you expect him to what say? What do you expect <laughs> from that answer? I want to know who asked that, because that's stupid. It's like almost asking, do you think Frank Reich was a good coach? Like, what What do you want me to say to that? What do you want like, me to say to that? He's not the coach of this team anymore. I am. You guys can say that, talk about it however you want. <laughs> Time to go. Anyway. What was this day like for you from the moment you woke up to right now, adrenaline-wise? What was this like for you today? Yeah, it would have been interesting to have a heart monitor on me. You know, it was uh, it was fantastic. You know, I woke up, spoke to my wife early, a lot of prayer, um, you know, did, did church on the phone and, uh, you know, watch, watched my, you know, watch my normal church back home, talked to my son and my wife, and then had a lot of text of just encouragement, prayer, you know, thoughts, all those things. And, uh, so grateful for that. All the boys sending, you know, text chains and, you know, go, go get it. And, uh, edge, you know, edge sent me a text and he's, he's, I'm here. And it was just, you know, it was, it was magical in all honesty. I, and, and, and all and in truth, I felt I felt very at peace. I felt like we had a really good plan in place. I felt like all the men who I had talked about empowering and giving them ability to do what they can do exceptionally well, they all stepped up. And so I knew what my role was, and I was going to execute my role to the best of my ability. And I was going to allow all of those men to do the same. And uh, they stepped up, man. And it was it's an incredible day. And again, it's one win, but. Heck, man, they're hard to get in this NFL. So uh, just just really proud of each and every one of them in their effort. It's funny because he talked about a bunch of things that, you know, a lot of people in the media this week, Cody, have, you know, trounced Saturday over and the, the Colts for, right? Talking about, you know, not being able to talk or see your kids very often, right? That was what Joe Thomas said, right? He's talking about how, you know, he had uh, church and prayer over the phone with his wife. 
you know, talking with his boys, you know, talking about, you know, go get it today. And, you know, Edge was at the game today. So that was really freaking cool. That was awesome that, you know, Edge got to experience that moment with Jeff. That was pretty freaking cool. And then, you know, just being able to uh, empower people, you know, to be able to, when everyone in the media has been, doubt has just been beating down on this man and on the organization of the Colts this week saying how they're a disgrace to the NFL for doing what they've done. You know, he talked about empowering and that's what I said in a video that's going to come out tomorrow. You know, I talked about like what happened to empowering people to try to, you know, be the best version of themselves that they can be. Why do we have to downgrade people just because it's a person that we don't, we don't necessarily agree with being there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Like it's just like people have just been and I understand kind of why, but like man, people have been throwing baby fits about this like to the ridiculous degree, you know. And so I'm yeah. just glad that, you know, Jeff Saturday and I expected him to do it, you know, he was a player for so many years to just block out the noise, man, and just just focus on him, you know, focus on the team. And, uh, you know, let the results speak for themselves, man. And they did today. Um, I, I, you know, I get it. Like it was battle of two teams that have been struggling this year, but like Jeff said, man, you know, a win's a win in the NFL and you can beat anybody any given Sunday. So like, they're hard to come by. They are. Yep. Very, very true. I mean, people don't understand that, but I mean, you know, teams have gone, oh, and 16, one and 50. I mean, there's a team that goes, you know, and only wins three games all year, every year. Right. I mean, it right. happens every year. I mean, look at the Texans. They've only won one game uh, so far through the first 10 weeks of the season. So again, it tells you like teams try, some teams try and some teams try even harder. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Right. But we'll go ahead and keep going here. Jeff, what did you learn over the last six days about the compete level of players, coaches, just the organization to get this game to where it was? Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I love it. I love the heart of the team, and I told him that, you know, and Frank and I had talked about that. Like, we, we you know, I, I love the heart of this football team. These guys work hard. They, they, there is no back down in them, and, uh, you know, this is a t very, very tough week for these guys. The relationship they have with Frank, and, and, and it's hard in all these circumstances, but those guys – Man, from Wednesday on, I'm telling you, Friday's practice was popping. And, and, you know, it was – the guys were rolling. They were they were flying around, and I had a really good feeling. You know, Wednesday was good. Thursday was good. Friday really set it apart. And it just shows you, I mean, the fatigue on these guys has to be insane. I mean, just insane, right, from the emotional fatigue, the physical fatigue of where we are in the season, all of those things. I just kept telling them, man, just keep pushing through. And uh, I said, it's going it's to come down to the last play. It always does in the NFL. And who goes hardest, the longest, ultimately wins. And and uh, we made a couple plays there at the end that were spectacular. It's funny. He talks about uh, practices, right, and how the team practiced throughout the week. You know, it's weird, Cody, because we I hear that, and I'm saying, huh, there's been a couple times this year where, you know, the Colts really take it easy on Fridays, Right. Like it doesn't right. feel like there's a ton of effort being done. Doesn't seem like there's really a lot going on on Fridays. You know, there's even been times when, you know, uh, Reich says, oh, it's more of like a mental day. You know, they're mentally preparing for, you know, this environment they're going to go into or like the weather or things of that nature. But like, you know, we always hear about them finding excuses not to practice on Fridays. And he's talking about how Friday's practice was freaking popping, man. I mean, 
that's that's got to in alone of itself make you feel good knowing that you know the Colts are getting more out of their players in the practice and the mental preparation going into games. Yeah, I mean th- we've talked about it before, man. Like um, how. Yeah, I like the team just sometimes feels soft. Like it feels like they come out slow. They come out sluggish. And I think honestly, it's because they don't do those extra things. Like, like Jeff is saying, you know, and so those kind of stuff right there, like that kind of stuff's a big deal. That, that really it is like, you know, the, yes, the mental stuff is, is huge, but like physically getting ready to go. And like, I, I honestly think Derek, when I think about it, like, I think this is the kind of coach that, Chris Ballard initially wanted to hire, right? You know, a coach that's not going to take it easy on his players. Obviously, players will love him, you know, very much of Mike Vrabel type of coach. You know what I mean? Like a coach that's going to, you know, the former player that gets it, but also is not going to, because he's a former player and he was a great player. You know, both players were great. Both were Super Bowl champs, you know, Pro Bowl, all pro players uh, for the majority of their careers. They know what it takes to win, man. And Jeff said the same exact thing in his presser. Like he understands what it takes to win. And so um, I think that goes a long way with players when they see, oh, this is a guy that gets it. He's put in the work. His resume speaks for itself. And he understands what the players like and the players don't like, you know, he understands what resonates in that locker room. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he's seen, you know, the Colts be physically dominant. He's been a part of that. He was a part of that for years of having one of the best rushing attacks year in year out. And also in pass pro, like he was always that guy, you know, I mean, this is a dude that paved the way for the game winning touchdown in 2006 in that AFC championship game, you remember he took Vince Wilfork out of that play. Like, you know, that was all because of effort. Like Jeff Saturday was outweighed and out muscled, frankly, but you know, he, because he believed he could do it, he did it, man. And, and and I think that's the kind of belief that players want to buy into. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going. Parks Frazier calls his first game. Um, obviously, <laughs> things did not go as planned. You, know, you got fumbles in there, and the last drive you had a fumble on it, but you end up scoring. Can you speak to maybe his resolve and, and what you hear from him when he's deciding, you know, how to win the game? Yeah, no, we had there was there was uh, one one conversation on uh, on the play on a uh, on a third down that we didn't convert, and then we missed the uh, we missed the field goal. And uh, you know, Parks, that, that's the, he was like, man, maybe, and that's Parks called an incredible game. I mean, up to that point, I was like, you are, you don't back down a bit, bud. Like every call, he, he called a fantastic football game, found balance, understood what the needs of the team were at the moment. And to your point, you know, we fumbled it one time that gave them a touchdown and we missed a field goal and they score on it. But when you, when you think about the plays that were there to be made, they were there to be made. And so, um, that's all you can do from a coaching perspective is put it put it in the players' hands, allow them to execute, and uh, those guys executed you know really 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 well. Can't turn it over, can't miss field goals, right? Like all the things that we'll go over the, the details of the game that we'll have to get better on. It was by no means perfect, but it was good enough to win today, and and we're going to take it and grow from it. Yeah, I mean he's right. I mean when it came to how the team played, I mean. First off, I mean, great job by Parks Frazier, right? I mean, it was a great game plan, great way. And then obviously, like, just the players executing, right? I mean, from an yeah. execution standpoint, uh, it's incredible how much better the game plan works, Cody, when, you know, your players are actually executing. We know we talked about it in the uh, post-game video. 
talked about the Colts' ability to actually run the football today, right? I mean, that was the big thing, you know, being able to run the football besides that one run that Jonathan Taylor had, he was still averaging four yards carry. That's very important to be able to sustain drives like that. You know, getting four, three, four, five yards on the first on the first run and then running it again for another three, four yards. Like, that's what you need. That is how you establish drives because then when it's third and short and not third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, like it has been all season, you can now allow your OC or the guy calling your plays to be able to open up some things. And it it worked. It worked great today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's amazing, man, Oh, what you do when you get your best players involved as well and you actually get them the, the amount of touches they need. Uh, I mean, like, seriously, like, you know, how many games did we say, why is Jonathan Taylor getting 10 carries in this game? Like, there's no reason. You know, and so Parks Frazier, I want to give him credit. Uh, I I have to just think like, you know, when he was up there because, you know, he was obviously like Frank's assistant and stuff. I can only imagine how many times he just shook his head like, what are we doing, man? Like, why are we not getting JT involved? Why are we not getting Naheem involved? You know, where's Jelani? You know, where's Kylan? Where's all these players? Where's Paris? Like, I can only imagine how he's feeling, and now he's getting the opportunity to show, like, he was right, man. He was right. Like, these guys, they need that. They're, they're playmakers out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for Parks. I want to see him just – I want to see what he does against a really good defense, you know, like a really good defense and see, you know, uh, how he adjusts, you know, because this was – let's be honest, this Raiders defense is nothing, nothing to write home about – but how does he respond and how do, how does his team respond when the stakes get a little bit higher and you're facing these really good teams? I mean, Eagles are coming to town, man, next week, next Monday night. Eagles are coming to town. So, yeah, you yeah, know, it's going it's it, to be a, it's going to be their toughest challenge yet by it, a long it, shot. It, talk about like being thrown into the fire. Basically, you have one week against the Raiders. Okay, you know, you probably were favored to win this game. Like, you know, it was it was very much a toss up. But like the Eagles are favored like almost 10 points. On yeah, they're going <laughs> to. Yeah, I mean, and, and they deserve it. I mean, of course, yeah, you know, you, when you're going into what you're at right now, 100 percent. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, it just sucks that we couldn't get like, like he's talking about here that we couldn't uh, we could not get Naheem involved before he would, you know, wanted to trade because I, I, I would hope that Parks would be able to do that, you know, based off of what we saw today. So, yeah, tell me about it. All right, let's keep going. We got a couple more minutes here. I, I give I gave one to everybody. I did. I gave one to everybody. That's that's the way it should have been. It was a complete team effort. Like I said, coaches, players, everybody. He was talking about game balls uh, yep. for everyone. So that was what he was talking about from his press comp from his uh, locker room speech earlier. Jeff, it's been a whirlwind and a lot of firsts. Your first time walking in a locker room as a head coach. <laughs> you look at those guys. What was the emotion and what did you say to them? It, it, the emotion was high. I mean, I've lived in a locker room. I mean, you know, listen, I've, so my relationship with those guys every day is, is very, it's very familiar for me. So when I walk in, um, the, the, the most unfamiliar I am is when I'm in the, you know, with, with the staff or, you know, whatever things, you know, like yesterday getting to the hotel, it's all the, it's all the logistics that are, that are abnormal for me, but everything else, when I get anywhere near the field, the grass, the locker room, that's like, 
oh, it's just a relief, right? I mean, that's the, that's the area I want to be in. But it's a, uh, again, it's been a pleasure to work with these guys. And I know uh, they're going to be a lot, a lot of happy guys on that plane, a lot of guys sleeping, rest assured. This, uh, it just feels good to hear a guy say that, like, football is his happy place. You know, like this right. is this is you and I's happy place right here, Cody, being doing this. Like this is what we enjoy doing. Like it feels like when we're doing this, like the rest of the world just feels like it doesn't matter in that moment. You're at your happiest when you're doing this. And that's what's great about finding your purpose in life is being able to know that when you're in your space, that's what's so great about it. And of course, like I wouldn't expect anything different from Saturday. A guy who spent 15 years in the locker room, right? Understands the game, how he does. You know, some guys, they play for all those years and they just say, I'm done. Don't want anything to do with football anymore. I'm on to bigger and better things, but not for a guy like Saturday, you know, somebody that always wants to be around the game. And that was his happiest. And I think players especially feed off of that energy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you just put yourself in a in a player's shoes. Like you get a former player who gets it. Like that's just got to be a breath of fresh air um, to just have somebody like that who has played. You know, not too long ago. Let's be honest. Like I think it was you know the 2010s ish when he retired. Yeah, 2010, so. 20. I think it was 2011. If I'm not so mistaken. I mean, ten years ago. I mean, the NFL's changed obviously, but like not that much. Like he understands <laughs> like the the fundamental things, like being in a locker room, what it takes to win. Like those things haven't changed, Derek, about the NFL and what it takes to win. So, yeah, to just have a guy that, and, and also I think it speaks volumes. Like no, not no, no offense to Frank Reich or anything, but. This dude was a pivotal part of a Super Bowl winning team. That goes oh, a yeah. long way because he knows what it takes. And honestly, a team that should have won multiple Super Bowls, you know, like one of the most winningest teams of all time in the in, in the 20, 2000s, like the winningest team of all time in the 2000s. And Jeff was a key pivotal part of that. So, yeah, you got to think like you look at that and you're like, OK, like this guy's not just talking out of his butt like he he get he really gets it like. He understands. He's done it. He's been to the mountaintop, you know? Yep, 100%. All right, we got one more minute of this. Obviously, this was a chaotic week on everybody, and players talked about how it stressed them as leaders to kind of step up. For sure. So, uh, what did you see out of Matt Ryan in that level, just as a guy who you oh. know, was in the middle of it and then ended up being the starting quarterback? Stud, man. I mean, listen, he he met every challenge, every conversation. Um, those guys, they, 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 they were the true leaders. Like, the team was um, – and I and I said this in my in my first you know meeting with those guys. This has to be a player led football team. I played on player led football teams. I understand the 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 value of player led football teams, and that's what this has to be. And I told those guys, take ownership. Everything is about you guys. Everything that we do in this organization is about you and making you the best player you can be. But you have to take a hold of this thing. And they did it, man, and did it to a. Uh, uh, to a degree that I was very impressed with. And again, short week, right? I mean, it's not, but, but the way they, they, they stepped up was powerful. And like I told him this, it's, football, it's NFL, right? Got to sustain it now. Got one, got to sustain the next one. So let's, let's go at it. And that's it for that one. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. What he said after that, um, where he said like, this is, has to be a player led team. And I mean, I think that's important because we've been saying it all the freaking time, Cody, that, you know, we talk about these leaders that are in this locker room, you know, guys that can, um, 
that can overcome things, right? And I guess, like, unfortunately, you know, even though I fully agree that there are some leaders in this group, I mean, it felt like maybe even the challenge was just too much for them. You know, like you had Matt Ryan, you had Stephon Gilmore, you have Shaquille Leonard, you have DeForest Buckner, you got Quentin Nelson, you got guys at every level that are veterans in this league and know what it takes to play at a high level. And even with all that, it felt like this team just could not do it. And it felt like there was an overwhelming force that was just driving the team apart somehow, some way that it just wasn't enough. Maybe Jeff Saturday potentially is the guy to just remind these guys that they have the power to change this thing and that he's going to help them along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, yeah. And you even, like we talked about, it was even leaking into some of your captains, the guys that are pillars of your football team, right? It was leaking in to Quentin Nelson. It was leaking in to Ryan Kelly, you know, specifically the offensive line, but you know what I mean? Like there was guys that you're like, this is so uncharacteristic of them. Like, yes. They are usually playing at a very high level and they are just not like they are, they are the reason a big reason why this team is where it's at right now, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, maybe it did just take a guy in there to remind them, like, you know who you are, right? Like, you understand, like, who you are and where you're, you know, your team is relying on you and you are a leader in this locker room. And I don't know, but, like, obviously it's, it's worked for one week. We'll see if it continues. Um, but at the best, I guess, right now, like, it certainly is refreshing. And it seems like that locker room is definitely hyped from what we saw. And they're definitely buying into what Jeff's selling right now. So that's exciting. Yep, 100%. Anything else you think we need to discuss before uh, we hop off here? Um, No, I mean, I, I think that that about covers it. I just thought it was good to kind of talk about Jeff Saturday and just, you know, after his first win, we kind of just wanted to touch on it and get, get our thoughts out there um, just about what he had to say and things of that nature. So, no. Anyone that has a Twitter account and hasn't already uh, liked my tweet from before, make sure you go follow at Derek underscore larger and go like my tweet that I tweeted earlier. It's about to hit 2,000 likes. It'd be the wow. first 2,000 like I ever have on a tweet. Uh, so feel free to go do that. Um, Seriously. But, and, I mean, it's funny to say Cowher and uh, Joe Thomas are insanely quiet right now. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for this one, guys. That was us reacting to Jeff Saturday's uh, presser after the game today. Like I said, still a lot of season left to go. You know, we'll see how this train rides out. But obviously, it is a very good start for uh, Jeff Saturday and his coaching tenure. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.